When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh God. Oh, first time you hit the button, it was, nothing was recording. I know. It was a tough time. I know. But we made it through. Second and a half. (laughs) I know. I told Matt Palmer when I sat down, I was like, oh, we better have good stories this week because I didn't do nothing this week. (laughs) And And he was like, like, we don't. (laughs) I mean, we have some. Is this going to be our worst podcast episode ever? No, we'll make it fun. How? Well, I'm fun. Okay. Don't worry. Okay, well, fine. If you're fun, then I can leave. Well. And you can just do this yourself. Sure, I'd love to monologue for a while. Let's just get like a stream of consciousness moment from Matt Paul. About what? What are you- About everything. About what? About that, honestly, my giving you moments, which is truly like one and a half minutes, but I'm obsessed with that. (laughs) Oh, oh, I thought you meant you were going to talk for one and a half minutes. No. I was like, that's not that long. Oh, the thing, the was, one thing a, is only one and a half oh minutes. Oh, my God. Is it an interlude of an album? I, I, can't, I mean, <laughs> like, I wish I could tell you. You have to wait till the end of the podcast. I can't give it up. Shit. Is it Mother from uh, uh, Golden Hour from Casey Musgraves? <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be timely, but I do love Mother. From we Golden all Hour. love Mother. <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean. Maybe I'll make that my giving you moments. Hey. And then we can both have a giving you moments that was uh, a minute and a half. I, my explanation of it's going to be way longer, though. <laughs> Of mine, at least. <laughs> All so right, guys, excited. hunker down. Yes. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another Two Game Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. It's Matt Palmer. And it was a, a slightly uneventful week for me. I don't yeah. know how it was for Matt Palmer. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, do you want to start? Did anything happen? This I week? guess not. Re- I I I sat in my bedroom and I yeah. did a lot of writing. I was okay. like, I, should, I need to write more. I need to write more. I'm going to sit in my bedroom. Like for the next film. Well, yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. How's it going? Well, <laughs> it, it could be going better. It's a lot mm. of me sitting and staring and being like, "What do I want to do? What mm. do I want to do?" I know you don't like working at home, rather, it. but it's the you worst. Can't like go inside a coffee shop. That's not. I just inject this vaccine into my <laughs> I arms. Know, I know. I need to go to a coffee shop and write. And like, you know, we want people to be safe and healthy and yes. everything like that too. But like, I, but honestly, but this is about me, guys. <laughs> as soon as that vaccine hits. I'm just going to be in thin air. You'll never see me again. Yeah, <laughs> I will never night. be in this apartment. I just have places to go, people to see. And today I did a thing where on Friday I got one of those um, tests that you would like drive through COVID tests. And mm-hmm. I got my results today or uh, yesterday, actually. And I was negative. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And I was doing that because I wanted to go see Janie and meet her cat, Georgie. And so I just Aww. came back from that. And the cat, Georgie, is very sweet. It's like... She, I guess she, excuse me, not that, um, but she uh, is like not terribly all over you, which I like. And, but she's right. also not like completely independent. Like she wants to smell a hand and okay. like, will give you a hello and all. And I love um, that. But she's, but she's also like, well, now I'd like to sleep on my cat tree. So I'm going to do that. That's great. So, it's Cause sometimes you're just like, cause sometimes, you know, you get a cat and it's just like, oh my God, this cat just loves me a little too much. I know it's, it can go, I've seen it go both ways. Like this yeah. love, cat loves me too much or this cat, this like, cat's like an asshole doesn't care that I exist. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, hello, I'm here to meet you. Yeah, and I feel like Georgie's a you know a happy medium, and like she likes to be played with, and there's a lot of fun that happens in the home, of course. But she's not all over you. I love that Georgie love that. is just a kitten. She's a kitten, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just a kitten, but still like has the emotional maturity. Exactly. Of, you know, a very emotionally healthy cat. That's what I look for in pets is emotional maturity. Yeah, you know, and Georgie has that. <laughs> Janie's <laughs> Janie is a great cat. Mother. I know she's a great cat mom. Oh, great man. cat mom. Um, I'm trying to think what else I did this week. Um, I. I think this week, yes, I record. A, I uh, was hired to write and record a song for someone else because, you know, we love multiple streams of income, darling. And yes. I finished it up and they were happy with it after I received the request like five days before I finished it. And they were happy with it. And it's like, hey, I can do some stuff. We forget that, you know, we stuff? have talents. We have talents. I mean, so uh, who who was this person? Is it like, was it a, uh, was it Pharrell? It was not Pharrell. Okay. Uh, I think he's based in Berlin. That person that it was like a dance producer guy who was like, oh, I need like something Craig David or M&E-K I'm like, well, you've come to the right place. Hello, I am here. <laughs> I am here. Um, I can Craig David better than Craig David I mean, can Craig David. I mean, we love Craig David. But yes. Yes. Uh, and so that was a fun event of the week. Um, 
I'm trying to think if anything else crazy happened. I mean, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City premiered, and I did, I've already talked about that in this podcast about how one of the cast members is married to her step grandfather. Yes. Okay. Well, we talked about that. She's nuts, which I guess like we all could have known before seeing the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but. The show, the show is good and I'm excited. There's a lot of new faces, of fresh, fresh faces. It seems like, honestly, they had been filming the season for like six months and that they're just starting the show six months into filming because they have flashbacks like six months ago and they'll show oh. like them in each other's closets. I'm like, what did you do with all this footage? Was it just unusable? Them in each other's closets? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, look at these are my Gucci. Okay. We're introducing <laughs> ourselves to each exactly. other. Look at my wardrobe. Yes. Okay. Look at who's the richest of us. Exactly. Yes. Um, I mean, that's cool. I feel like it's all. Lake City is a very interesting city to yeah, have a Real it, Housewives franchise. It's a different background. You know, it's a lot of Mormons and uh, people who were former Mormons and are no longer. Ooh, is there like um, resentment? Like the, is it like sort of the Mormons versus the like previous Mormons? Um, Mormons? I'm not yet. I mean, okay. we haven't gotten too far into it, but there's definitely a lot of religious talk like the Mary, the lady who married her step-grandfather. She is um, the first lady at a Pentecostal church, and oh. there's a huge Reddit thread that she might be um, actually a cult leader and telling the congregation <gasps> oh. that she is God, and <gasps> she has so much money, and they're all impoverished and giving all of their money to her for the church. So th- I don't know if that's true, but that's what I heard online, so it's allegations. I um, Love that. Not for like real life. No, like in a TV show. Yes. And they haven't, it hasn't come up on the show yet, but she is truly crazy. The big argument, oh, my heater's on because you know it's cold here. But um, the big argument between Mary and Jen, who has, who's kind of the star of the show, but um, she's a lot and has a lot of work done, which I'm sure I'll get used to. Mm -hmm. Um, The big fight was uh, at some point, Mary hugged Jen and they were all out to dinner. And uh, Mary was like, oof, I can't be around you. You smell like hospital. And Jen was very offended. By that, oh. because she was taking care of her aunt who was having both her legs amputated, oh. and Mary knew that. But Mary was like, Well, I have very bad memories about being in a hospital because I've had all of my odor glands removed and I almost died. I died twice on the table, blah blah blah. And it's like, All of her odor glands, odor glands removed. removed. That's oh. her phrasing. Mary just, I don't know if it's, you know, again, allegedly, I don't know if it's drugs. I don't know if she's just like, if something's. Uh, Askew. I don't know what's happening, but like the way it's not like reality TV show, like, oh, I'm playing things up and I'm being wild. It's like the way she speaks. It's like there's something not curling all the way over here. How was all this not your giving me moments for this week? I like, mean, this must be an amazing I one mean, and a half minute that you're I'm really <laughs> excited to talk about. It. All right. <laughs> Jesus God, because I don't know this real housewives of Salt Lake City. I might have to start I watching. Mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to get more into it, not to learn the ladies. And there's this one lady, Heather, who's like blonde and just full figured and very cool. And apparently she's a big Britney fan. Her bio says free Britney in it. And so it's like, oh, I love you already. Oh my God. And there's a little gay boy on it. One of the Mormons uh, sons is gay and his name's Brooks and he's very, um, you know, pithy and funny and he gets his own confessional and we love that for him. I love that. It's great. It's great. Another thing that happened this week, it was very cold. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I thought it was cold the week before. Mm-hmm. No. I... Oh my god! And this week it's going to be hot. It's going to be in the eighties. Well, it's going back down by the end of the week. Yeah, but like, I know. But, but today we got up to like I was in uh, Los Feliz or Feliz, however you say it, and uh, it was eighty-five. Yeah, life's a roller coaster. Just give me a temperature. Like I can't go the back and forth. You know, hot then you're cold, as Katy Perry once told us, and I don't <laughs> like that. <laughs> Do you like the song though? Is that a song? Yeah, it's a good song. Okay, a good song. Um. Yeah, so I yeah I would like it to just stick to one temperature. I'd like us to all know, should we have the heater on or off? Like, that's what I want to know. So, any other th- news happened to you this week? No, it was cold. I sat in my bedroom, and I tried to write. Didn't get very far. <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds good. Um, well, did you hear who the new Super Bowl halftime performance is? I did. It's going to be The weekend. Okay. The weekend has a very big hit this year with Blinding Lights. Apparently it's been number, you know, in the top 10 longer than any other song or something. And so mm-hmm. that's great for him. I wonder what that performance is going to be like because I imagine, and I guess he does have a good number of pop hits at this point, but I just always get a feeling when it's like you're going from like a Lady Gaga who you know is going to like tear the roof off it, jump down as a spider and like have a million dancers mm-hmm. to the weekend where it's like, is it going to be a Maroon 5 thing when people are like, oh, I love your songs, but then your performance isn't going to live up to what I'm imagining? I don't know him as a performer very well, mm-hmm. but I just, I feel like if you're not Bruno Mars 
maybe all pop men of our generation shouldn't do the Super Bowl unless you're Bruno Mars. Well, what if he has right? like special guests? He could like, have special guests. I'm sure he'll have a lot of screens and maybe some fake rain. Okay. And that'll be fun. He could do something cool and vibey for the, the Super Bowl halftime show, like a vibey Super Bowl moment. <laughs> and I, I mean... I feel like the Super Bowl moment of this year should be like a vibey, like low key. <laughs> well, honestly, and this not not to be shady, but I assume the Super Bowl is going to be, you know, a pre-taped not arena. Like it'll be like a Chloe and Halle. Yeah. Let's, you know, do a performance, which Dua Lipa is also doing. And we're going to watch it. And if you want to watch the day after Thanksgiving, I bought an $11 digital ticket to watch Dua Lipa's future nostalgia concert. Oh. Which I don't know what it's going to be, but it's like an hour and a half of Dua footage that I'm excited to see. So cool. We're going to be streaming that but uh he can do that too he can do like a Mm pre-taped this is what we're gonna do we're gonna do all this cool stuff and there'll be special guests and maybe that'll be cool actually cool special effects that like you can add in there digitally yes we can do a lot of different takes like oh we didn't get that quite perfect like so actually now that i'm thinking about it out loud that'll be fun okay i I would worry about him in a live stage and again maybe he's great live and i don't know that but i yeah i just don't know that he's um a performer's performer. Good songs all over the radio, but I just worry it would be a Maroon 5 all over again. But okay, this could well, work. I, and I think this is like very good marketing because he's very much like a front runner for album of the year at the Grammy Awards. True. So if he is nominated, like the Super Bowl usually happens like a week before the Grammy. Like, right. Like, or like around the same time in like February. Yeah. So um, I look at me knowing when the Super Bowl is. Um, but <laughs> so I think this is a good timing for him. Yes. His people, whoever's managing him, is just like doing a pretty good job. Oh, and one other person I from last week's email that I think we should add to the album of the year conversation, mm-hmm. Phoebe Bridgers. Okay. I think that would be lovely. And I feel like she's one of those like alternative girls who like, even though they're not the biggest and most successful, I'm sure Grammy voters would be like, oh, she's cool and she's real. Like, yeah, we like her. She's you know? real. Um, but her album is great and I was listening to it this week for um, I was reminded again of her uh, for a news story we'll talk about momentarily. We all but- remember Chinese satellites, guys. We all remember. I can't. I mean, I mean, um, Dr. Seuss's The Grinch musical coming to NBC starring Matthew Morrison. Is this a is this a musical? Uh, it was like one of those musicals that was on Broadway for like a couple weeks for the Christmas season. Mm, OK. And then, it, you know, it tours occasionally. It's not like a like a I mean, it is, I guess, technically a Broadway musical, mm. but like it's not like a. A musical and like the musical theater canon It's not considered that really right. It was very much like a, oh this was a one off It's like Elf the musical Elf Oh I didn't know that was a musical it, either it, it was on Broadway for just you know a couple weeks In mm. like November December around right. there um, And then went and toured And everything so it was just there for the Christmas Season it wasn't like a commercial Like run of a mm. Broadway show Okay yeah. so have you so, heard anything from it No oh, okay well, I, guess. <laughs> I can't comment on this All right. Other than uh, best of luck to everyone involved. Yes absolutely I kind of think it's rude The picture that Deadline put next to the Grinch It's like a picture of the Grinch and Matthew Morrison Kind of making the same face <laughs> I realize really they're, just, the same they're both face. kind of smiling And I'm like is this shady I don't know it feels a little like He's just smiling. It's yeah. like he has like a mean But then smile. you look at them both and you're like, oh, I see it. You know, <laughs> you know that the guy who uh, was the voice of the Grinch, Boris mm. Karloff, was my grandmother's like second cousin. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. He also was the monster in Frankenstein. Okay. Um, So I'm like low-key-ish related oh to gosh. the Grinch. Congratulations. So why am I not playing the Grinch? Oh, what a story that would be. Headline. Headline. Distant relative of <laughs> the guy who did the voice of the Grinch, Boris Karloff, to play the Grinch in NBC, the Grinch's NBC Live. I feel like there's no better headline than one that starts with distant relative. <laughs> it's just like, unless it's um, two famous people that are distantly related or distant relatives are like, oh no, they're excellently married. <laughs> like those are the only <laughs> two good headlines that start with distant relative, I feel. Yeah. Um, but I guess, you know, maybe we'll watch that. It's December 9th, NBC's uh, fifth holiday stage musical that started with The Sound of Music in 2013. We all remember where oh, we were. We do. I will never forget the sound of music live and i was on my like <laughs> the tw- looking at twitter for mm. the 3 hours beforehand so while the east coast was watching just going through that and being like what is going down did on you, live television was right it, now was it did you expect it to be as bad as it was i 
I mean, I I just ex- I didn't expect the public to be so vocal about <laughs> it as it was happening. Mm, okay, as it was happening. You know, right. I, I figured I didn't expect it to be. I was kind of just like, oh, this will be just a nice little live show, right? Like a, a little concerty type yeah. thing, and and just the way the public like, I did not expect <laughs> the views to be that high. Right. I, like I, it what a moment in history that night was. Thank you, Carrie Underwood. Thank you, Carrie you Underwood. You did it. You, you brought it to it. us. And she has a new Christmas album out now, too. Okay. So, we know. Uh, so does JoJo. She put out one called December Baby. Did like she that. really? Yeah, she did. On like the 30th. Oh, shit. She's putting out music. It's All like right. as soon as she's like, you know, doing her own imprint and out from under her evil record label situation, she's like, I have music and I'm putting it the fuck out. And it's like, all right, girl. All right, yes. JoJo. She better work. Uh, and speaking of someone who better work. Uh, Matthew A. Cherry's Hair Love book, uh, which was turned into a short film that won an Academy Award, is now an audiobook that is uh, narrated by the one, the only, Matt Steele friend, Blue Ivy Carter. Fan of the spicy noodle house. <laughs> Blue Ivy Carter. I I just love that she's just getting, like, she's jobs. She's getting jobs. She like is earning <laughs> That's true. Matt Palmer. She, I, it's true. She's earning it. But it's just like... There's just not gonna. There's no stopping this train. This girl yeah. is it. I mean, yeah. you watch her in. Uh, I think it's the power video uh, in Black is King, mm-hmm. and you're just like, this girl. She's, she's got it. She's gonna be president. I mean, like I'm. I'm. She will be running the world one day. Literally, whatever she wants to do, she can do in every capacity. She could win a Grammy for this, maybe. I, but yeah, she could. Oh my god. Yeah, she could. I mean, hopefully she's not up against Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Oh, that's right. Yes, because <gasps> the audiobook. Are they in the same uh, like cycle? Yeah, because Mariah's book came out. Oh no, oh. wait. Maybe Mariah's book came out before the. It came out before the thirtieth. And I think that's the Grammy cutoff, October 30th? Phew. Maybe it's September 30th. I'll look it up afterwards. I would hate for Blue Ivy Carter to be up against Mariah. But also, Mariah deserves more Grammys. We looked up the numbers the other day, and it's like, I think she was, she's was she been nominated 34 times for Grammys, Mariah Carey, and has won five. And I'm like, I will kill all of you. Okay, <laughs> we're starting the campaign the, now. Those are my feelings. Um, yeah. But congratulations to Blue Ivy Carter for, you know, earning amazing jobs and Staying booked and busy. We love it. Uh, they would have the same Grammy award as Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I love that. We, th- we three queens. Love That's it. what they'll call the movie of the three of them. Oh, my God. Revive dream girls with the three of them. Oh, my God. Mariah who would be Blue. whom? Oh, Lord. I know. That's a great question. I know. We'll think about it. It'll, it'll have to be in rotation. Okay. Yeah. Um, will you explain to me what Hillbilly Elegy oh, is? Oh, God. I forgot this also happened that was this, this week. week. Oh, so, what a downer. It's a new film with Amy Adams and Glenn Close, uh, and it's... A Netflix film that came out this week, I believe. Mm-hmm. and No, uh, it's coming out the 24th. Oh, it's coming out the 24th. Yes, but, but I guess, reviews came out this week. I see. And it's been called by uh, Collider, uh, easily one of the worst films of the year. <laughs> um, Kevin Fallon on Twitter says, Hillbilly Elegy really is that bad, but I can't shake the feeling that there's going to be another Green Book situation with it. For what it's worth, I thought Amy Adams was actually very good, but the sky's blue, grass is green, etc. Frankie on Twitter says, Amy Adams gives one of the worst performances of the year in Netflix's awful Hillbilly Elegy. Uh, Matt Jacobs um, says the movie is foul. (laughs) Ron Howard's shameless Oscar bait marked by a career worst Amy Adams. How are you feeling? I, uh, guys, when the Hillbilly Elegy trailer came out, it was just like, this is it. This is Glenn Close's Academy Award. Mm. This is going to happen. She is the front runner for Best Supporting Actress. Does the movie look like clear Oscar bait? Yes, it does. <laughs> like, does it kind of have that sort of 90s, like, family film, like, in the saccharine-ness of it, like, mm. what you see from the trailer? Yes, it does. It might be a little outdated, whatever. But, God damn it, Glenn Close is the front runner for Best Supporting Actress, and I love Glenn Close. I mean. And she is the... For those of you who don't know, she is the um, actor with the most nominations and no wins. And so I was so ready. And also it was very exciting because it's like Amy Adams would probably be campaign for leading actress. And, and she, Amy Adams doesn't have one. Either, and Amy Adams she? doesn't have one either. No fair. And so everyone's just like, oh, Amy Adams is also it's so insanely overdue. So I was like, oh, my God, if they like both went in the same night, it'd be crazy. <laughs> and so I was just ready for a year for Glenn Close to Dominate. Also, Ron Howard directed my favorite movie of all time, Parenthood. So I'm a very big fan of Ron Howard. Mm. Um, 
And then I just woke up early in the morning and the first thing on my Twitter was just Hillbilly Elegy reviews are out and it has like a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I was like, no, (laughs) and you just and like all the reviews are just like the performances are really good. Like Glenn Close is so good, but oh God, (laughs) like just saying like they can't Mm. make they can't like even as good as like actresses as they are they can't right. like elevate the movie oh, and it's just like no. and i'm just like you just the entire oscar campaign for glenn Close just like fell out from under <laughs> her and i was just like oh my god so quickly like all my dreams for this year have been dashed right. in the best supporting actress category um so that was very disappointing i'm mm. still obviously going to watch it yeah I, I might like it maybe i i, I don't know i maybe i don't think it's like fair that one tweet that was like, oh, well, you know, Green Book also won and everything. It's right. like, okay, guys, like Green Book is very sort of like outdated in its premise. Like, yeah. you know, it's um not, it what's well, not like this amazing best picture winner or anything, but like yeah. Green Book is well-written, well-performed, yeah. like, you know, um, whereas Hillbilly Elegy <laughs> apparently is none of those things. So, so I, well, not none of those things because they, the actors got good reviews. I didn't see any of those negative Amy Adams Some reviews. of them were like, Amy Adams is horrible. No. No, but Amy Adams is so good. I mean, yeah, I like her a lot. That's so, so devastating. Well, I, I I just figured it would be like a, a passe a contender for mm. Best Picture. Like, kind of like, oh, this would have been big in the 90s. Would have been in the 90s or the 80s or whatever. Like, sort of like how Green Book was a little passe. Mm. But like, you weren't expecting 20%. I wasn't expecting 20% on <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. Well, like, if that means there's a clear path to victory for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, then I'm You okay know, our prayers that. are answered, guys. Oh, my God. That honestly is a very fun movie. Just but but also today, uh, not today, but like a couple days ago, the mm. reviews for, um, oh, God, what's the film? It's, um, uh, not Pieces of a Woman. That's the Michelle Pfeiffer one. But it's uh, starring, it is, it won like big awards at, can I believe um, and it's I believe Netflix is releasing it it's starring Who's Shia LaBeouf and Vanessa Kirby what's it called uh, it, that's what I'm looking up <laughs> um, and apparently Ellen Burstyn uh, has a very 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 short performance in it like just like a couple minutes mm-hmm. and apparently she's like fucking brilliant so I'm all about so she's getting a lot of buzz pieces of a woman pieces of a, okay so okay. it was pieces of a woman okay never mind um, and uh and so I'm all about a best supporting actress contender that has very little screen time. So I'm excited about that. Okay. And I love Ellen. That's great. So uh, yeah. All right. We have our fingers crossed. I, for... I guess if we if if it can't be Glenn's year, wasn't then... she going to be in a musical that you were excited about? Yes, she was supposed to film Sunset, but it was announced early 2019 mm. that they were starting to shoot Sunset Boulevard fall of 2019. Mm. And then 2019 just went, and I was like, "Oh, we got no new news." I was gonna say no, no discussion. And they keep, and she keeps talking like, "We think it's happening. We think it's happening." It's like, "Girl, it better be happening." (laughs) Because if if they do Sunset Boulevard, like it's over. Like this is Glenn Close's Oscar. Mm. Like this is the performance she won the Tony for. Right. It's it's Sunset Boulevard. Like so. So hopefully that happens. I'm just rooting for Glenn. Always. I know, I know. It's good that you're rooting for her. And I bet you I'll enjoy Hillbilly Elegy. We'll watch it together. Ah! <laughs> we'll do something. We'll do something. I, you know, I love actresses just wearing a lot of makeup and shouting. Well, great. Then so, it sounds like this is the movie it for you. Like this is the movie for me, guys. <laughs> um, in other news, Miley Cyrus has announced the track list for her forthcoming album, Plastic Hearts. Mm-hmm. She has confirmed that this is a rock album on Twitter, and uh, there are. Tracks uh, like Prisoner featuring Dua Lipa, Nightcrawling featuring Billy Idol, and Bad Karma featuring Joan Jett. So she has some collabs. She's doing a rock thing. Um, and wait, this comes out November 27th. So on the Dua Lipa, you know, concert day is mm-hmm. when we're going to also have a new Miley Cyrus album. Same so. week as Hillbilly Elegy as well. Great. What a week that's That's going to be a big one. Also Thanksgiving. Yes. Girl. Ooh, Thanksgiving. Those COVID numbers, though. Oh my God. It's terrifying. I know. It's so hard. Like North Dakota, North Dakota. What are you doing up there? I don't know what's happening. What are they doing up there? I don't know what anyone's doing. And it's just like, 
I don't know. Because the thing is, you just know it's going to get worse Mm -hmm. through Thanksgiving and through the end of the year with the holidays because people just refuse to social distance, refuse to just like not be around their parents. And it's like, I understand the feeling of it. I understand the the concept of it. And like, I'm bending rules myself possibly, but I, I really would rather we not. I don't know. I just want us all to be safe and healthy. I don't think I understand the need and want to like be around people and family that you love. But like, is it worth like the people in your lives lives? And I don't you know, think so. It's, so. it's so hard. It's just so clearly going to get worse before it gets better. And I don't you know, know that I'm emotionally ready for the worst. Pfizer come through. I know through Pfizer. Pfizer. We stand. We stand Pfizer. And, um, you know, at least we know that there's an administration coming in that's going to take this seriously. Yeah. And has already put a COVID team together. And it's like the fucking Trump administration not giving the security briefings to Joe Biden. I hate that. It's just like, I hate them. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like you're, this is an issue of national security. I know. What are you doing? I know. I love watching those, like looking at those pictures of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, just like in like those Zoom meetings with all yes. these people. I'm just like, oh, oh my God. Yes. Yes. Look <laughs> at all these people who know what they're doing. I'm like, oh my God. These meetings are probably so boring. Yes. <laughs> yes. As they should be. Yes. Just boring and like action packed. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love with it. With a bunch of policy I don't understand. Right. Because we shouldn't have to understand it. That's why we elected someone. So we wouldn't have to understand it. Yeah. Um, Mariah released a very cute Underneath the Stars music video that was filmed back in 1996 when she was on tour for Daydream and was never released and she said she lost it and then she found it and it's lovely. It's cute. She's lying around in the grass wearing like a looks like a pink purple nighty for a lot of it and then cuts to the daydream tour footage that's very lovely and i'm just glad that it's out there because what a great song yeah the stars is she always talks about that song as like one of her favorites absolutely i'm glad she finally like got this video exactly got the visuals to the world um trying to think i don't really want to talk about that i mean do you have any feelings about johnny depp getting fired from those harry potter spinoffs i thought he quit no he was let go because of um his uh, he lost a high profile libel suit, a libel case against the son. And it was the, about his uh, volatile relationship with Amber Heard, where he was allegedly uh, physically abusive. Mm-hmm. And that's why they cut ties with him. Warner Brothers did. OK, so he did not quit. Oh, I thought for some reason I read something that he quit and no. I was just like, oh, maybe he's like standing up against J.K. Rowling. Mm, no. Nope. <laughs> OK, um, well. I mean, he's going to receive an eight-figure payday from Warner Brothers due to his contract. So, like, he's going to be fine. Like, no one cry tears for Johnny Depp. And um, if it's true that he's an abuser, then, yeah, maybe he should be deplatformed. But so, of course, Johnny Depp people are angry. And, and again, I don't know anything about their relationship. But apparently she was also abusive. But she's still in her movie, which is... um, what Aquaman? She's an Aquaman, apparently, Amber Heard. And she has not been released from that role. Whatever, whatever. They're making an Aquaman too. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I guess Aquaman one did well. Um, you know. Well, maybe there's hope for a hillbilly elegies too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No. Well, Aquaman also got pretty bad reviews. I'm sure it did, but like people paid money to like go see that movie. I'll and pay money for hillbilly elegies. How are you going to give Netflix more money from your fucking couch? Yeah, and it's also your Netflix. Account, I know, so. it's, sweetie. It's not even mine. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Thank you, Janie. <laughs> um, in other more exciting news, Kylie Minogue has continued her reign as a princess of pop and set a new chart record. She uh, debuted at number one with her new album Disco in mm-hmm. the UK, and she is the first female artist to score number one on the UK's official albums charts in five consecutive decades, 80s, 90s, aughts, 10s, and 2020s. I listened to that album this it's week. good, right? It is so What are your good. highlights? I want to know. My highlights, I, I listened to it, and then I... Um, Listened back to your highlights. Yes. I completely like real groove. So fucking good. What a melody. I love Monday Blues. Oh, Monday Blues is good. I love Supernova. Yes. Um, I do like, I do like, I like Say Something a lot. I like Last Chance. I love Where Does the DJ Go? <laughs> That's such a weird I song. I <laughs> love Where Does the DJ it's Go? It's just so funny. But you are absolutely right. Dance Floor oh, Darling. Oh, oh, Dance Floor Darling. That's it. That's it. That's the one. That's the darling. Like That's as darling soon as that tempo changes, like, okay, well, we're just... Oh, because I totally forgot yes. in the in the podcast you were talking about how the the tempo changes in that song. And as I was listening to it, I was like, something's happening. <laughs> yes. And I was walking. I was like, am I just walking down the street <laughs> faster? Walking faster? Like, did I accidentally do drugs or something? Because I am suddenly everything is just a little 
pitched up. Yes. A tiny little bit. We're all so Yeah, I listened up. to that. I listened to the Sam Smith album. Ooh, how do you feel about that? It's very good. Yes, yeah. Yes. That the song, the title track is excellent. And you know, it got me in the mood for Christmas. Yes. Because because it's literally Gloria. <laughs> yeah. It's literally I that. guess maybe but that's, that's, that's a beautiful melody. It's a lovely so melody. it when it works it works. Hey. But no, that's a great song. They're really excellent moments. Yes. As well. So Congrats it was a good listening moment experience. Yes. And I'm just so thankful to have such great music to listen to. Um and speaking of great music for the gays, mm-hmm. Lil Nas X has put out a new video for his new single Holiday. I think it's his first new single in 2 years. Um, I don't know if you watched the music video or heard the song, but it's very, you know, I think it's fun. I think it's yeah. catchy. It's very singable, very hummable. The music video is very expensive looking. I yes. feel like he's going into the future, you know, as he started in the Old Town Road a while ago. It also features uh, a line that I believe is, um, I-, I may bottom on the low, but I top shit. And it's yeah. like, oh, we're just going to be. We're just going <laughs> to go there. I mean, and now we said it. Merry but- Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Glow. Oh, my gosh. I was just played um, that version of the Christmas, the Christina Glitter version of the Christmas song for Jackson and I'm like I forgot how many like it when you're playing it for other people who haven't heard it you're like I guess there are a ridiculous number of runs on this and like growls and like whistle tones and it's like why is this so she's singing just a simple song you know it was it was a, a, a joyful Christmas it was you know these are the special times as she Absolutely. told us um, but yeah, the music video I would definitely recommend Lil Nas X Holiday. It's kind of like Busta Rhymes, Missy Elliott throwback, that kind of like visual eccentricity. And oh yeah, so, stuff. Oh, he's running in and out of buildings, yes. flying, doing all this stuff, and I it's all it. just green screen magic. Yes, and I'm very excited for his next single. It is Call Me By Your Name, which he has put a clip out of, and it's very cool and a little different for him. A little, um, I don't know, it kind of is a little poppier for him, a little um, almost Senorita esque. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm excited for that single whenever it comes out. Britney Spears. We always have a Britney update, I feel. Um, Apparently, she had a court appearance, and there was a bid to remove her father's control over the estate. Um, And apparently, that change has not been made exactly just yet. Um, But the judge essentially was like, we will revisit this. It's not happening today, but it will be revisited. Britney's lawyer has said that Britney Spears is afraid of her father and that she would not perform so long as he remained in the role. Uh, that they, she and her father no longer have a viable working relationship and they have not spoken in a long while. Mm. Which is honestly too bad. It's kind of what we suspected like mm-hmm. when that whole domination tour cancellation happened. It was like, I don't believe this is really because the dad was sick. There was definitely a lot of rumors that Brittany had gone off her medication or like had disobeyed her dad's orders in one way or another. And like this was him, you know, uh, retaliating against her. There was the whole thing where he, I think the dad shook one of her kids who had to like hide in the bathroom which just has I been remember that yeah the relationship with her dad has been so messy but it seems like there are steps being taken again uh the Bessemer trust has been appointed as co-conservator I think we're getting steps and steps forward to Brittany having at least the conservator she wants over herself and not her father anymore um but as soon as all this stuff comes out and it's coming out that like the Brittany team and team Brittany is you know not really what Brittany Spears wants right now Urban Outfitters announces that they're releasing a sing a new Britney single on vinyl that was an outtake from the Glory Sessions called Swimming in the Stars, uh, produced by Matthew Coma. And it's just as like this is clearly just coming from the team Britney and Britney has no co-signing in this. Like Aww. it feels just very disconnected. And it's like, of course, I want to hear a new Britney Spears song. She looks amazing on the cover of the single. But it's just like this all feels a little icky. Like I don't want to be supporting... A, an entity that is holding her down or making her, I don't know, like giving her any unhappiness or uncomfortableness. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I'm nervous. Yeah. But hopefully the song is lovely. I hope it is. Yeah. Matthew it's a, it's a great picture. It's a great picture. That's the thing is like, after they keep putting out these pictures of like this single cover and the new artwork for Glory they put out with Mood Ring, it's like, why did you choose the cover you did? <laughs> I want to know the, the history I, behind that cover. I think something happened with David LaChapelle because he shot a video for that make for Make Me. Mm-hmm. And that was very different. And then they shot that horrible like American Idol oh my God, looking video. music video. It's so embarrassing. That we're like it's number so one bad. rule in a music video: the people need to hear the song. <laughs> like that's literally like bare minimum. Oof. And just the Make Me video. It's and it's such a good song. It's a great and the fact song. that you just don't hear the song because you hear like her background dance like talking and laughing and cheering 
over right. it. Like it's so strange. So maybe I bet because David LaChapelle's video got you know um, got like didn't get released uh, and got locked away in the vault. I bet maybe he was like, well, if you're not gonna put the video out, you can't use my pictures. I don't know. I feel like mm-hmm. there was something with David LaChapelle because he did do this those cover shots. But then I don't know. Like just quickly schedule like a, a new photo I shoot mean, or something. I, like, hey, I agree. Because when the when that <laughs> cover of Glory first came out in 2016, you were just like, no, no, no. And I was like, oh no, it's fine. It's just like a close up picture of her. Like it's fine. And then when I saw the Make Me video and I saw it was just a, a screen screenshot. grab. Yeah. I was like, oh no, right. no. Unacceptable. And, and so then, but then the album came out and it was just like, I don't care. The album's That's great. The, thing. <laughs> the, like, album's the album is so good. It's so good. It's just like, I don't care. It could have just been like a, a picture of her in a, a bathrobe right. and on the cover. Right. And it would just the, been like worth it. Absolutely. It <laughs> yeah. is. So I am excited to listen to that song. I don't know if there's an illegal way I can listen to it so I don't give her team that she's not, you know, comfortable with any money, but we'll we'll figure it out. I'll hear it one way or another. Um, lastly, uh, what brought me to Phoebe Bridgers at the beginning and brought me back to listening to her amazing album, uh, she said, quote, if Trump loses, I will cover Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. And she put out her cover of Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. That's great. <laughs> with uh, Maggie Rogers. And um, it's excellent. What are, honestly, I forgot how good Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls is. Oh, it's a very good song. Oh, yeah. It's also, I don't know why I remember this. This is something I will, I've remembered for like 20 years that makes no difference. But it's Avril Lavigne's favorite song. Of all time? <laughs> of all time. Okay, yeah. I can hear that. Oh, I yes. can hear it too. That is an Avril song. It absolutely <laughs> like, is. Put Avril on that. Oh, oh my God. God. I wonder if she's covered it ever. But the Phoebe Bridgers cover and um, Maggie Rogers cover is very lovely, and I recommend that we all listen to it. It's up on Bandcamp now. And, you know, Trump lost, and we love that. That's great. I mean, I'm sure they. it was written in the cards that, you know, Joe Biden would win. So mm. I'm sure she ha- She was like, we should start working yeah. on this now yeah. to make it as good as possible because hey. it's likely going to happen. So. I'm glad it did. Yeah. I'm glad it did. Um, so is there any news for idiots I could have missed? Um, there was like the CBS announcement about oh, their, yes. their diversity casting and how like, for their reality shows they're going to start um, doing a, a 50% um, people of color. I love that. And so, which was a very much a big problem for like Big Brother. People were being very frustrated um, about the not so much like the lack of representation, but like mm. just sort of how because the representation in the house so closely mirrored the, you know, the censuses in America right. um, that you could definitely see how difficult it was for minorities to assimilate into a bigger like culture. Yeah. And that's essentially what the show like it shows you a like a microcosm of America. Right. And so the first time you see it, you're like, oh wow, what an interesting observation. It, it must be hard being a minority right. and being able to assimilate and everything. And then you see it again and you're like, oh wow, the pattern continues. But then you see it again and again and again and you're just like, okay, this is I don't want to see yeah, this. Like, like, this like, isn't fun. This isn't fun. Like yeah. because you see the same results every single time, just a big alliance of hot white people right. <laughs> who are just band together and yeah. everything. So so I, I'm I'm very excited to see what results that leads to. Yeah, I hope it leads to a, a more entertaining season of Big Brother than we had this past summer because literally nothing could be worse. <laughs> okay, well I hope that for you as well. Uh, but let's take a quick break. We'll be back with more Two Game Max. All right, we're back. Oh, are we? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I I I'm I'm sorry. I wasn't ready. That's okay. I'm going to be ready now. Yes. In like two seconds. Okay. One. One. Two. Two. Oh my God. Welcome back to the, the Two Game Ads podcast. Mm. This is Email My Heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer some questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at twogamats at gmail.com to spell T-W-O. This comes to us from John. John says, Apple Music. Sigh. Hi, Matt. Don't know if this is an email worthy question, but you guys seem like experts for this one. Uh, A bit of backstory. I'm the president of my local community theater, which is obviously rewarding, but takes up a lot of time. I started doing a quarantine project in March with my schedule obviously lightened up uh, to listen to slash expose myself to as many musicals I hadn't had the time to listen to before. As of this email, I'm up to 110. Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) And only a single digit amount was garbage. (laughs) I love that. I would love to know what new email uh, like shows you listen to, John. 
I would love to know. Let us know. Um, for my 100th show, I had a friend recommend Lucky Stiff, but alas, it wasn't on Spotify. Lucky Stiff. I love Lucky Stiff. Um, not deterred, I saw it was available to listen to on Apple Music, so I bit the bullet and signed up for free trial. I greatly dislike the interface of Apple Music, Agreed. but I want to take full advantage while I have it for the next few months. My question is, are there any albums, musical or otherwise, I should check out on Apple Music that you guys know aren't on Spotify for whatever reason? Thank you for all the laughs and smiles over the past few years. Um, so this is was definitely a hard question because I was like, oh, God, what is say. not on Spotify? Yep. And I'm glad that John likes musicals because those are the only albums that I know. Like, this is not on Spotify. Right. And it's very upsetting. So I was like, okay, what are the two albums that I desperately want and wish? And were they're on, on Apple Music, the two albums? Uh, Well, one of them is. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, what are the two albums not on Spotify that I desperately wish were on Spotify? And let me check if they're on Apple Music. The first one is obviously the 2000 Broadway revival cast recording of The Music Man. I imagine John st- Matt Palmer's about to say something. I'm, I didn't say anything. Okay. Okay. I imagine John already knows the Music Man <laughs> uh, because it's <laughs> like one of the most influential musicals of all time. And so, but John, if you have not heard the 2000 cast recording of the Music Man, it is one of the greatest things you will ever hear in your entire life. If you are not a fan of the Music Man, hmm. give this cast recording a listen. Is that the one you gave me? You yes. made me listen to. Well, you have bad taste. And I John, do not. And John has great taste. So John will be able to listen to the $2,000 revival of the, of the music band and realize, wow, the pristineness of these orchestrations and the energy. Rebecca Luger's vocals. Okay. Rebecca Luger's vocals and the character actors. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. It's just such an excellent cast recording. Um, and it is, it is on Apple Music and it is not on Spotify. I assumed... That like a score that I think is incredible would be on Apple Music because it's not on Spotify. Okay. And that is Stephen Schwartz's Children of Eden. Okay. It is the like 1998 Paper Mill Playhouse cast recording of the show. The show, they were trying to get it to transfer to Broadway at this time, but it did not. I imagine it's because... It was so expensive. Like I have watched bootlegs of the show and there are literally like 60 plus people on that stage. It's ginormous and like huge. And it is Stephen Schwartz's best score. Hands down. He will even tell you that he's like children of Eden is my best score. All right. Um, And it's it's a musical about the you know old testament like god adam and eve uh, noah's ark like stuff like that and like i'm not like an overly religious person or whatever mm. but like this score is so good you don't have to be religious you're just like god damn this music is amazing only two songs are on apple music oh and it's like gosh. why 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 and they're from the highlights cast recording and it's like no we want the full cast recording because there is a full and there's a highlights and mm. you know i don't do highlights cast recordings i, I do, do. Full. Ugh, you're so annoying i and- didn't do anything i said <laughs> you, i do you do highlights cast recording no i said i do know that you don't oh wow i thought you were saying i only do highlights no! you only do that highlights cast recording of rag i do and it's better that version of Make Them Hear You is better on the highlights. As a whole, Sweetie. though, the, the original cast recording of Ragtime. Is, they're, they're just, but you get the whole score yes. in the Broadway cast recording. Yes. Ugh, argument for a different time. Okay. <laughs> but um, hopefully Children of Eden is available on Apple Music or Spotify at some point, And I am able to re-listen to the entire thing streaming because it, what a score it is. Mm. So John, um, unfortunately I was only to give you, able to give you one answer, <laughs> but uh, hopefully maybe that helped a little bit. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Do you know of anything? No, I don't. Sorry. Okay. Everything's the thing is music. It's like everything has to be on Spotify. I know. Now. It's like you'll, it's only really like musical theater. Stuff right. That it's like, Oh, this isn't on Spotify. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so. so they, I feel like, yeah, record labels have definitely made the transition and in, in pop music. Um, so, do you want to start with your giving me moments? Sure, why what, not? What, what is it? Um, so, this giving me moments was recommended by the director of Devos, Ryan Patrick Martin. Oh my! Uh, and he he texted me one night, and he was just like, 
If you've never seen the movie Topsy Turvy before, you absolutely need to see it now because it's exactly your taste and you would absolutely love it. What is it? It is a Mike Lee movie. It was made in 1999, I believe. And uh, it is like almost three hours long. And it is about Gilbert and Sullivan and their process in writing and producing the Mikado uh, after they had this big flop. uh, Mm. And they were like, we're not going to work together ever again. But then they... Decided to work on the Mikado and it was a big success and everything. And what's um, the Mikado? It's a Gilbert and Sullivan operetta. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, in England in the like late 1800s. Okay. And uh, so, uh, and so I was like, oh yeah, I've definitely heard of it. I will need to check it out. And then a couple days went by and Ryan texted me again. He was like, have you watched it yet? (laughs) (laughs) And he he was just insistent. And I was like, no, I haven't watched it yet. And then he texted me again, like the next day. And he was just like, I'm thinking about it again. And you really need to see it. So I was like, okay, okay. So next day I sat down and I hunkered down. On Netflix? It was on Peacock. So, oh wow! You know, so there were commercials. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, you know, but you know what can you do? And so that those three hours just flew the fuck by. Wow. It is such a delight. I love Mike Lee's movies. Like everything I've seen of his is just so great. I love Vera Drake. I love 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 Happy Go Lucky, which is of course the movie that made Sally Hawkins, you know, the big star that mm. she is. And uh, I I just love his movies, and it's. Adorable from top to bottom. I love how in the first half it's all about sort of their being like, we're not going to work together ever again. Mm. And then in the second half, they start working on the Mikado and they start rehearsals. And then it becomes this giant ensemble movie where all these actors are just like batshit crazy <laughs> and ridiculous. And it just follows each and every one of them and their little like stories mm. and, and everything. And it was just such. A wonderful experience. Obviously, the music is terrific because, you know, it's all classics. And and I think what helps the movie move along so much is there are like musical sequences mm. where like they perform full songs oh, and wow. full numbers and everything. Um, but it's just absolutely adorable. I had a wonderful time. That's amazing. For three hours. I and, love it. And so, yeah, if you're into musicals and mm. movies, then uh, I said give it give it a whirl. Yeah. And it's on Peacock, which is free. Which is free, but Which it does have commercials. True, but it's free. Come it's on, devastating. how no. upsetting are, is that? Yeah, no, it's it's very very funny. All the actors, like who play the ridiculous actors, are are really really talented, and they also do their own singing, which is pretty cool. That's great. Yeah. All right. Well, my giving you moments. All right. What what ninety seconds? I mean, I your moments. I hate getting falling in love with a trailer, much like you did with Hillbilly Elegy, because you can, you know, it can. Be a misfire, uh-huh. <laughs> but I will say, I think I saw the trailer for a perfect TV show that was truly so perfect for me specifically mm-hmm. that it's just like shocking that I hadn't a thought of it, b that I didn't executive produce this show. It just is like if you put every piece of my personality and what I would want to see on screen, it is that, and it is coming to our televisions. I believe at the end of this month, and I couldn't be happier, on a rival streaming service, HBO Max, they've announced a new TV show called 12 Dates of Christmas. Okay. And 12 (laughs) Dates of Christmas is, um, oh gosh, honestly, we need to watch the trailer. We might just watch it while we're doing this. Okay. It is uh, about three bachelors, well, you know, two bachelors and one bachelorette, and they're all dating to see who should they should bring home for Christmas over the holidays and then I think I don't know so they have to go on all of these dates it's like a reality show Christmas themed reality show and one of the bachelors is a homosexual and I'm just like I love this so much. It is beautifully shot. It looks like fucking Laguna Beach, the hills. Like it's oh my shot God. like a film. So you're kind of just like, is this exactly or is this reality? Exactly. Oh, I and then hated it's like that about Laguna no, Beach. No, it's the I best. It's the best it. part. And so you're watching this trailer and you're like, what is this? Is this not like a Hallmark movie thing? Is this? And they're like, no, they're arguing. This is real. So I, I just, I, I, it's hard for me to explain. They're, they're gay men in onesies. People go back home and like, <laughs> I don't know if like after the home date, if there's like a final decision made by either the suitors or the people they've chosen like but I'm thrilled I, I hope I don't know how long it's going to be but I've already made plans about like how I'm going to watch it I'm going to get COVID tested before it make some mold wine watch with my friends Jeff and Jean and Jackson and it's going to be 
the highlight of my year. And let me just show you what this is because it's honestly. How many episodes is it? I have no idea. And I just feel like no one's talking about it. Like this trailer came out. It changed my life and no one's talking about it. That's good for you. It's just disgusting. (laughs) What's wrong with the world? Hold on. Let's just watch it. Let's see. Okay. Okay. This holiday season, watch a rom-com come to life. I don't need my stocking. Meet our leads. Chad, Faith, Yes, leads. I'm here to find someone to meet my family. I want to fall in love. I'm here to find my best friend. It's all anyone wants. It is beautifully shot. Right? Look at those lens glares. And it's from the people who made Love is Blind, another classic show. Magical castle. (laughs) It's a magical castle. You've got to fall in love with them. Is this a thruple situation? Great joke, gay. They're kissing everyone. Harder than we think. I know you want to kiss me. You don't want to hear drama. I just want my crying in Christmas sweaters. (laughs) Truly injected into my. They're crying just over who they're going to bring for Christmas. Home for Christmas. Chad did not give that blonde girl a chance. How do you really feel about me? How do you really feel about me? onesies. (laughs) I love it. Who in the Santa will they take home for the holidays? I'm obviously very conflicted. Every single day has been a gift in my life. The woman. That black gay guy cries a lot. (laughs) In the trailer, at least. Is shocker. Shocker. (laughs) That blonde girl's pissed. My dad. Hello. It's scary. You're in my castle now, pal. Oh. Never experienced oh. I love that we're following them home. Is she to marry inside? Great cue. When the new year bell chimes. I don't have any regrets at all. Will they slay goodbye? I wish it oh, was. Oh, no. Yes. Brilliant. Thrilling. Iconic. So it's essentially a Christmas themed bachelor, bachelorette, but there's three bachelor, bachelorettes. And one of them is gay. And one of them which is they've gay. never done on The Bachelor. Yeah. And yes, it's going to be fantastic. And it's more uh, performative. Like some of those scenes look like they were, they're like dramatic. Like some of them look like it's like Hillbilly Elegy, like, but the, they're not, it's not white trans. It's like, <laughs> it's like super rich. I know because they're in a people. magical castle. They're in a magical castle. Like, could you imagine a show that I'd want to watch more? No, that's, that's. That is you too. You. you are going to be in a different onesie every episode, <laughs> curled up. I mean, I need, I need them to release them all at the same time. I need to be able to binge this as soon as it's released. I cannot. Oh, you'll be up until seven in the morning watching like I was with the Babysitter's Club. <laughs> this is my Babysitter's Club. Wow. Justice for 12 Dates of Christmas. Already. Okay, Justice. Like, ju- come on. Because people, I just feel like it's not getting the traction that I would think a trailer like. But that trailer is something else. Oh yeah, okay. Oh, I, I, it looks very expensive. Yes, it looks very and entertaining and entertaining and ridiculous, like silly. Yes, and, and they're and gays, and it looks like there are tears. Yes, and just drama where there doesn't need to be. I mean, honestly, the man crying in a sweater while he has like stuffed animals attached to the, the sweater. Reindeer, yes, brilliant. Yes, that is television, people. I, I I say that's that's a hit. It's a hit. Sure, it's gotta be. And then, but there could be spinoffs as well. Like there could be a Thanksgiving one the following year, maybe. <laughs> I don't think that's just like romantic. And I just want this every year. This should be a, like every year should be twelve dates of Christmas. Okay. You know? I mean, you will be on one of the seasons. I'm. I'm, I'm oh, you're taken. dating. So. I'm, yes, I'm yeah. not. You can single. pretend like you're not. No. And then like Jackson can be like pretending like he's one of the suitors. And then I just pick and then him. You just pick him. <laughs> no, I don't think that is. A, I want to keep the integrity of the show alive. And that. Oh, everyone. What comes that's first. right. Everyone. You know. The truth on reality shows. I would, I would be an honest Abe, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I guess it's time to to say goodbye. But everyone, just make sure to set your DVRs or whatever. Set set a schedule item on your phone to know the twelve dates of Christmas is coming. And we all need to watch and discuss. Okay. I'm quivering in anticipation. Yes, everyone is. Thank you guys so much for <laughs> listening. We'll be back next week with more Two Game Mats podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.